0: on media this is coming out stories it's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life i'm emma goswell time now to hear a coming out story from lucas who quite uniquely came out while he was in a green day cover band with newton
1: faulkner it's a weird one for me actually i was um i don't remember it actually landing I went to a stage school, so it was a lot. I was quite lucky in that it was—it wasn't such a taboo. It wasn't such a big deal. I mean, it was when you were eleven and twelve, but it was still not as big a deal as it would have been for for a lot of other people. But so, so I don't you
0: wanna... knew from that young age, oh 11? Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I oh yeah, I always I always knew, but it wasn't really something I thought about that much. Oddly, a bit of a weird one. It's a bit different to a lot of people. So that was really
0: young, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't remember ever. I don't remember ever fancying girls mm. ever. But I remember, yeah, my first um, interests were were in guys for sure. Okay, put it this way: the way I got into musical theatre was my aunt bought me a, uh, a tape of um, Joseph the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Good choice. I wanted to be Lindsay Hately, who was the narrator, <laughs> and I really wanted to know what Jason Donovan's chest felt like. <laughs> And that was when I was seven, so I don't think there was ever any, any question. So yeah, I don't have a, a, a specific landing time. I do. I, I know I said I didn't fancy girls. I think I did try and convince myself for a while, but I, but it was never at the forefront of my mind. It was never that big a deal.
0: But you never had any girlfriends.
1: Never had any girlfriends, no. Mm. Never had any girl- I think I asked a, a few girls out yeah. just because it was the thing that you had to do.
0: So you never even kissed a girl?
1: Oh, no, I have, and you I've have. done stuff with girls. Oh, you have but, um okay. But that was drunken nights and with best friends, mm. okay. <laughs> who I'm still very good friends with, and we laugh about it to this day. But, yeah, no, okay.
0: no. So you went to stage school from a young age, yeah. so I'm guessing, that, as you said, that was a very good environment. But mm-hmm. who was the first person that you did
1: come out to then? Funny enough, I was in a green day cover band with two still really close friends of mine one of them is Newton Faulkner mm-hmm. um who was called Sam at oh, the time wow. and um the other one is George Maguire and we were in this like band I and mean, we were bloody awful we were so awful but, Newton no, went on to do all right though didn't yeah, he yeah he's he's doing all right yeah <laughs> so i've heard no he did yeah i've i've worked with him since he's a he's a um great guy but uh and he's yeah incredibly talented anyway we were in this band it was very they're both very straight and I was pretending to be as well, just because I was. Even mm. though I knew, but, I, but, it, but it really was never... At the, it was never something I was worried about. I knew mm. that one day I'd, I'd tell people. Mm. But how did it happen? Oh, that's how it happened. So I was doing... I was, It goes hand in hand with when I came out to my mum the second time. First time doesn't count, which I'll tell you about afterwards. The, the actual time I came out to my mum, I'd just done a show. I'd just done cabaret um, at college. And I was... High on adrenaline and uh, quite possibly something else, which is a bit naughty. But anyway, I um, came out to my mum and was really emotional about really, like, fell apart, which I didn't need to be with my mum because she's really very liberal and she was totally cool with it. But... My friends were there too, and I came out to them at the same time. So it did end up becoming this big, like explosion of coming out, which it never really needed to be for me.
0: Was it an event or something? Was it like a moment in the in the in in Eastenders
1: or something? Uh, it it kind of was for me. I think because I was um, because I was so full of adrenaline, and I, I and I was I was very emotional and over-the-top. So it was this huge, dramatic explosion that really didn't need to happen. In my head, when I came out, it was just going to be like a no-big-deal thing, and it ended up being this huge drama. I was in floods of tears. My mum was in floods of tears. Everybody just sort of... Jumped on the bandwagon and just got really emotional about it, but it really, really wasn't a big deal at all. So
0: you were the one that started crying, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was really silly. But really that's because,
1: but it, it is a release, isn't it? Yeah, Even yeah. if you're
0: surrounded by, you know, like you say, yeah. liberal people, you yeah. still never really know in the back of your mind. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and it's that same thing of actually verbalising it. Mm. Actually verbalising it is a, it's confirmation, and you mm. go, oh, okay it's not what i am it's part of what of 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 who I, of who i am verbalizing it really i practice buddhism so it's, it's so um and chant so it's very much about what you say like reaffirms it to yourself that, you know that was an important time but i was so embarrassed the next day not because i came out i couldn't couldn't give a shit about that but just the drama that i <laughs> I, I caused just from saying it when of all the people I'm not someone who needed to have that big dramatic thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe part of me wanted it. <laughs>
0: I think, but I've spoken to other people that sometimes you kind of want a big moment, you want it to be a big deal sometimes.
1: Yeah. I kind of get that. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember my mum. My mum didn't help. She said as a joke, she didn't help with my emotions, she said sort of as a joke, well, that's that's goodbye to the grandchildren then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, we know that's different, that's not the case, but she was kind of joking and then I was like... Aah! so sorry. I wish I was different. <laughs> I don't at all. But just at that moment, it was, yeah, big drama, kickball change. So that was the first
0: one. Yeah. And then there was, you came out to your mother another time and Newton Faulkner.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, well Sam, was, Sam was there, I think, that night. Is that how it happened? Well, basically, because I came out in a big way to my mum, and it was mm. this big drama um i then sort of just said it to my friends and it wasn't a big deal at all Hmm. but um but my point with that was that we were it was quite a you know we were in a punk band we were we were like lads so then suddenly i'm like i'm gay they really couldn't give a flying fiddler's fuck about it but (laughs) it was what did they say can you remember Oh, they were just lovely just oh that's cool that's cool man that's cool um they knew they knew mm. do you know what? they knew it, but it was never a, it was never i was never someone who had relationships at, at school i was always very focused on career so mm. i was i was never i was just never really into that i mean that came later i don't know why that why that is I was much bigger i was 16 stone so i think i was a bit self-con self-conscious and i wasn't i didn't think that was my area that I should delve into. I know that's, that's quite, yeah, that's a bit sad, really, isn't it? But it's fine. I've made up for it.
0: So you're in a relationship now?
1: I'm not in a relationship now. The last proper relationship, I have lots of uh, little relationships. Well, so it's no, fun that's being it. single, Lucas. It is. It's wonderful. It's really wonderful, <laughs> ex- especially being on tour. <laughs> well,
0: yes, now you're stage. Uh, you're a musical star. <laughs> so I, I guess that it might be a bit of a stereotype, but I'm guessing there's no more accepting career to be in is there being in musicals
1: you're right yeah, yeah. it's it's to be honest with you it's odd if it, it really is rare to find straight men i thought you were gonna say that yeah it is rare to find straight men in the mm. in especially in the in the dancer scene certain shows attract certain certain mm. realities mm. um there's quite a few straight men in this one um which is rare
0: Currently starring in Rock of Ages, by the way, (laughs) at the moment. Depending on when you listen to this, it might still
1: be going, I don't know. Yeah, oh, I hope so. Quite a few years, I think. Oh, I bloody hope so, yeah. (laughs) He's very good in it, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. I have been in casts where there's, like, one straight person and there's a certain type of... I need to be careful what I say now. but There's a certain type of musical theatre, gay man, that is, it seems to breed with quite bitchy and, Mm. and, and I don't really click with that very well so i i'm not a stereotypical gay in a lot of ways i'm really messy and gay men don't understand me because i'm i'm all over the place, and they tend to be quite... I know everyone's different, but generally... Yeah, well, you've got very messy hair at the moment, but that is part of your role, isn't it, really? But it is just me as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's just me. People do come and see the show and say, oh, my God, that part is you. So I am a bit... I am just a bit...
0: You're quite rock, though, aren't you? And then most gay men aren't that rock. That's a massive
1: Uh, generalisation. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I just think of Freddie. I just always Mm. think of Freddie... Oh, Freddie. Freddie, I want to meet
0: Freddy. Is, is your Tash a homage to Freddie?
1: Absolutely. And, the you know, the microphone at the beginning? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. On the That's the Freddie yeah, mic specifically course. for him, and I am embodying Freddie in that moment.
0: I mean, it sounds to me like it was fairly easy and straightforward for you to come out.
1: Yeah, I have my the my dad story as
0: well. Oh no, well we need that one then. Yeah, it's yes. a bit different. So go on, we've heard your mum, we've yeah. heard your friends. What oh, about I never your... told
1: you why I came out first for, yeah. to my mother. Yeah. That happened when I was about twelve or thirteen. Oh
0: hang on a minute. So the big drama moment, that was the second coming that was out. Oh, the second one. Oh right. So what was the first time coming out first to mum? First time
1: mom? coming out to my mum was about twelve or thirteen. And we were having an argument about my mum said something to me. She's a nurse, she works with a lot of um gay men, and she said something to me about Gay men not liking, really hating seeing straight couples kiss. It grosses them out. I was like, Mum, that's absolute bollocks. That's rubbish. What are you talking about? She's like, no, I've got lots of gay friends and they they can't stand seeing men and women kiss. I said, well, you have a gay son and your gay son doesn't care. And, like, it just washed over her and she, she kind of acknowledged it. But it didn't land because then years later she asked me if I was seeing if I had any girlfriends. So yeah, so I came out twice to my mum. That was the first time. It didn't really land for her.
0: Did she not want to acknowledge it, do you think? Or she just no, sort of I think, glossed
1: over it? I think she thought I was just trying to win an yeah. argument. I think that's what happened on that one. Uh, yeah.
0: But then years later you came out to your dad as well?
1: So my dad lives in Switzerland and i have memories of my in it like a little it's technically a city but it's more like a town Mm. it's coming from a a london boy but it's quite close-minded in in certain ways and not so much anymore but um i remember when i was about 14 he was the last person i came out to i was about 14 and i remember him being in a club with him he was trying to like Show off a bit, and he took me to this nightclub at the age of fourteen. And this guy um, put his hand on his bum, and he held him up against the wall. So I always knew that my dad was not—he was a hippie as well back in the day, still is, and um, he's a a wonderful guy. But he—he has—he has has gay friends, but as long as they don't express themselves too much, you know what I mean? Or touch his bum, or touch his bum. Yeah, he really didn't Mm. like that one. Mm. But I always thought of my dad as being. A little bit homophobic. I mean, there's no such thing as a little bit homophobic. You're either homophobic or you're not. But anyway, um, I always had that in my head. So I don't see my dad that often. Maybe once a year, sometimes twice a year. We're very close, but we don't speak a lot. You know, when you just have a connection. Anyway, I got an advert and made some money, and thought, right, this is it. Fuck it. I have to go and I have to. I have to go and come out to my dad because it's a, it's just hanging over me. I just I need to I need to tell him. So I got on a plane, went to see him. This is when I was 19. I was 19, so much later than when I came out to my mum. My dad is very uh, macho. He's covered in tattoos, mm. like talks like that, like a real... He learned to, he's, he's got a French accent, but he learnt to speak English in Australia and his best friend is American, so oh. he's got this crazy accent, which I can't even do an impression of.
0: i <laughs> so surprised. So there wasn't a chance that your mum was going to tell him?
1: Oh no no, they don't. They they get on, but they don't really. Yeah no, they don't really communicate that much. And I knew I needed to to tell him because we're quite, like I said, we are close. So I knew, I knew I needed to be there to tell him. And I was scared. I was scared because I I really didn't know how he was going to react. I, I mean, I knew he'd be. I knew he wouldn't like kick off or anything. But I but I just wasn't. It was it was a big deal. That one was a big deal. It was very odd. I'm, I remember sitting in the car with him, and it'd been I'd been there for four days, and I still hadn't said it. I was in the car with him, and we were we were driving somewhere. And I thought, right, Lucas, by the end of this car journey, you need to have told him. Just suck it up and do it. Mm. I remember leaning my head against the window, and right as I did that, he went, "So you like men, huh?" <laughs> it's like he you read your mind. Absolutely, like I said, we're close. So I feel I feel like he just knew that that was why I was there, and. And I didn't say anything. I was just, because it took me a moment to kind of process the way that all happened and I didn't say anything. And and then I went, and how would you feel if that were true? And he, of course, was like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. It's all good, you know, don't worry. And then, then went on to say, But would you not try with a woman? (laughs) (laughs) So, and to this day, just makes me laugh. But to this day, he uh, he still thinks it's it's a a, I think he still thinks it's a choice and a lifestyle Mm. decision that I've made to be gay. Like it's something I I chose to do. He would, but
0: did you try and explain that to him?
1: Oh, many, many, many times, yeah. Mm. No, he thinks... He also thinks it might be something to do with the fact that he wasn't there in my upbringing and that I was brought up by my aunt and my mum.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, no. I just know. Like, no matter where I grew up, I was... Go- I'm, I. I just am. I just am. But he doesn't. He doesn't get it. He yeah. doesn't get it's it.
0: It's kind of funny to us LGBT people, isn't it? That mm. people, that straight people, don't get it, and they don't get that like essential fact of yeah. being gay. Yeah, it's, it's
1: it. Yeah, it is really, really, really bizarre. I mean, Kev jokes with me and says, um, says like, sorry, one... referring to your friend Kevin Kennedy now. Kevin Kennedy, whose <laughs> yeah. dressing room we are currently in. Yes, um, side sides stage you always when the girls are doing their um you know the the bit with the girls on the pole dancing and all oh, of that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and Kevin's always like oh mate how can you how can you be gay? Look at that. Like
0: <laughs> I don't get
1: it. I don't get it. Am I? Well, I think the same thing when I when I see a penis <laughs> about you. <laughs> but anyway, yeah so it is bizarre. It is bizarre but I think it's amazing how much it's changed even in the last like yeah. In the last five years, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Mm. Has your dad changed his attitude at all, or does he still really think that you could try with a woman? I mean, did he tell him that you had tried? But that I wasn't did. really about that.
1: Yeah, I did. And he, th- he thinks I should try again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just smile now; it just makes me laugh, and and it doesn't bother me. It doesn't; it really doesn't bother me. He 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 can think whatever he wants on that front, you know. It's a, he at the end of the day, we I still have a laugh with him about it. If it's something that we're gonna probably disagree on for ages but there's nothing to disagree about because it's it's I'm the one who's who's gay <laughs> Do you know what I mean yeah. so he knows that and but the funny thing is as well he has another son who and, and a daughter so my half brother and sister and i remember years ago i can't remember how old lloyd was my brother and i walked into the kitchen one day and he was sat at the kitchen table like this currently doing a quite feminine um, sitting position, um, just for <laughs> listeners. And um, I walked in and went, Oh my God, Lloyd's gay. And it just landed I was like, Ah, oh, he's gay. So I said to my dad, Do you think, just in passing, like, do you think it, do you have, do, do you think Lloyd might be gay? My dad's like, oh no 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 no, Lloyd is very, very much very much like me. No, he's very straight. He's yeah, he he likes women for sure. And then last time I went over there, I met Lloyd and his his boyfriend. So <laughs> it's just brilliant.
0: Did he do a massive fist pump?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> oh my dad, bless him. He went, but he loves he, he loves the gays now. He does love it, even though he believes it's a choice. He well, still loves them.
0: He's got two in his family now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. He made two gays. Well done, that man. I know. Well done,
1: Dad. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh,
0: but it doesn't sound like it was too traumatic for you. You know, even though we've come a long way in the last five years, like you say, still yeah. some people really worry about it or, you know, will have traumas with their parents. Would you have any advice on other people sort of about to come out or thinking about coming out?
1: I know I am blessed when it when it comes to my circumstances and coming out and and it's it's easy from easier for me to say um because I knew that when I came out my family would still be there and and I and I, I do know people who have come out who when they when they decide to be honest with themselves and honest with with people who love them they might lose them mm. so I get that that is horrendous but you have to be honest. You just have to be honest with yourself and you have to find a way of doing it and trust that the people, the people that you want in your life um, are people who are going to love you for whatever, for yeah. whoever, whatever you are. And I know that that's an incredibly difficult, uh, difficult thing to do. And I can't even bear thinking about if, if coming out meant I would lose my mother. Mm. You know, like, what? how do you even process that? I don't know, but I know that that happens. And I, I can't begin to imagine, but I would just say you have to be honest with yourself and be true to yourself. And if that's something that, that has to happen, you, you I guess you can just work on getting that relationship back. And that happens too. That happens mm. a lot, you know. Um, a lot of people who are disowned by their families who eventually come round to the idea... And it's a horrific thing to do, but you just have to be honest with yourself. No one should be forced to pretend to be something they're not. That's just as bad, you know. It cuts you up inside, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's why you know suicide rates. And of course now, I know it's it's a different thing to sexuality, but now with the with the whole trans thing, that that's people coming out on that front is it's it's fantastic, and people are getting so much more educated about that, myself included. Mm-hmm. I did not understand. It took a long time for the f- fluidity of gender mm. to land with me. I didn't understand it. My um, my cousin Sam is non-binary. OK. And I, I kept asking Sam, how does that work? I don't understand it. But I kept asking the questions, and then one day it landed, and... If you ask the questions, you'll get the answers eventually and it will land. Um, and now I get it. I really get it. And I think I think that that's what people need to do. They need to be asking questions and, and learning, wanting to understand. OK, you don't understand it. You don't get it. Um, my mum my and my aunt still question things about it. But I love that they're always asking questions. And I say, talk to Sam. Ask Sam about it.
0: That's a really good point, actually, mm. for the
1: people that have been coming out too. You mm. know, just keep
0: asking questions, Absolutely. like you say. And I think gay people, or trans people, or non-binary people, they they'd rather you ask questions than judge them or, or misgender
1: them or something like that. At the end of the day, mm. it's just people. Mm. That's at the end of the day. That is what it comes down to. It's just people who are people. <laughs> is that song. Fresh like mode. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but at the end of the day that's all it is and and, and and it's something if it's something you don't understand, isn't that amazing? You wanna find out more about it and learn more about it. It's exciting. It's that's why there's so much art around it and so much beauty around it. It's fascinating. Imagine if we were all just the same and it'd be so boring, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just. Yeah.
0: And talking to great art. We're in your dressing room at the moment. Well, no, we're sorry. We're in Kevin Kennedy's <laughs> dressing room at the moment. I guess you better get ready for your next performance.
1: Yes, we have two today.
0: Oh, oh God, what problem. time is
1: curtain up then? In a, soon. Uh, warm up is at one, oh, and then okay. we start the show at two thirty.
0: Right, well, I better leave you to go and do your thespian things then.
1: Thank you very much. Yes, <laughs> yes. Thank Break a you. leg, as they say. Thank you, darling. It was lovely, lovely chatting to you.
0: Thanks so much to Lucas for sharing his coming-out recollections. I actually interviewed him backstage at a theatre. Um, I've had to edit out part of that because at one point Kevin Kennedy walked in because it was actually his dressing room. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. We'd also love to hear from you on Twitter. You can find us there at Come Out Stories. I'm Emma Goldswell, and Coming Out Stories is a What Goes On media production. In the next podcast, you'll hear from Jacob. Jacob identifies as being non-binary, so he doesn't identify as being either male or female. It's one of those things, it's like I still can't bring it up with my GP because I just don't know if they'll get it, and that's scary. It's a really scary thing to think, should I? Because I really want to, but my heart's just like, I I can't bring myself to explain this again.